You are listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, where we attract and create healthy relationships by applying practical ideas, universal truths, and life-changing inspiration. Let's have some fun together. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm super excited to record this episode for you guys today. The topic is learning to trust your inner genius. So what is our inner genius? Our inner genius is that part of us that is connected to high knowledge and truth. We know things. Each one of us are brilliant. We have an intelligence that is different from other people. We're not all the same. But oftentimes in life, when we start to speak up and to share our intelligence and the things that we know or feel could really benefit a situation, other people want to shut it down or they ignore us. So as we move through life, we stop trusting our inner genius because we're not getting the approval from those people around us that we would think would see our genius when they, when they see it. They would say, Oh, wow, what a great idea. That is awesome. This topic comes up because we were at the dog park the other day, my, me, my daughter, and my husband. We were letting our precious Wesley, one-year-old mixed puppy, run around. And we just, you know, kind of moseyed over and ended up standing next to this young lady. She was probably about 30. That's irrelevant. And... I'm a detail person, so I'm trying try not to keep put too many details in a story because some of them just don't really matter. And she had a one-year-old pup as well. And she was getting in trouble because when she would kennel her dog and she wasn't home, the dog would bark and whine and cry. And even at night, and she would kennel him in the room with her and nothing seemed to matter. And I said to her, well, you know what I did? I said, when my pup was really little, I'm talking eight weeks when we first had him, his kennel was up in our room. And I would put him in his, I call it his boxy. I'd put him in his little boxy and whatever pair of pants I was wearing that day, yoga pants, jeans, I don't care, pajama bottoms, I would take them off and I would drape them over a corner of the cage. Because I felt like if he could smell me, he would have, you know, their dog's sense of smells are so incredible that he would have a sense of calm. It wouldn't be so scary to be in a kennel. This is probably the first time ever because where he was housed with his mother and his siblings, they had this nice little area to roam around in. It was a room with a little door that went outside to like a little fenced-in gated area. And so they had lots of space. So this is going to be the first time he was actually going to be in a little enclosed area. And that dog did not give me one lick of trouble ever. He slept through the night. He still sleeps through the night to this day, unless he has something going on in his potty situation. But that doesn't even happen anymore now that he's one years old. And she said to me, you are a genius. She goes, that is exactly right. Because I was having so much trouble with this. I had to call my vet. I had to ask questions. I had to figure out what to work. And he said, hey, when you leave for the day, put in the kennel, the shirt you were wearing that smells like you. And she goes, and it completely worked. And as she's going on and on about what a genius I am, I'm just giggling. And and I said, yes, tell him, tell my husband. Because at the time when I was doing this, I said, I'm just going to take my pants off and drape it over the cage. He kind of looked at me like, what the heck? <laughs> like, what are you doing? And that sense of 
I'm not sure if I'd call it disapproval or just not agreeance. I, I, it wasn't even too bad of a negative response, but I can always feel myself sort of shrink a little bit when somebody doesn't go, hey, what a great idea. I love that you're doing that. That's so smart. And when they kind of give me that look of what, it sort of makes me shrink a little bit. And that's from years and years of growing up with great ideas and throwing them past people and those people making light of them, making fun of it, not agreeing with it, doing something else. And lo and behold, as the story would turn out, when they tried that thing that I suggested, it ended up working. And then nobody came around and said, wow, Kristen, pat on the back, and you knew this all along and you had such a great idea all along. Well, remember a story, I was thinking about this, I was like, okay, when has this else happened in my life? And I remember particularly when I was with my first husband and he always had four-wheel drives trucks and we live in Arizona, there's lots of desert space around us and four-wheeling was the thing, you'd go out at night and have a cooler full of beer, you know, back in the day and go out with your friends and especially if it rained, which is, you know, not really often here, but we rain, we rain hard. And so there's a lot of mud. And so we go out mudding and, you know, four-wheeling around. Well, at one point, this is in our, I would say, early 20s, early to mid-20s. And we were out there four-wheeling and another guy's Jeep got stuck. And then all these men, you know, there's five of them out there and they're working really hard and they're trying to, you know, get this truck out. And little old me kept saying, hey, why don't you guys just go grab some branches off this tree right here and shove them up under the tire? No one's listening to me. I probably said it three or four times. No one's listening to me. I'm talking an hour and a half goes by. And lo and behold, one of the guys says, why don't we just grab some branches off a tree and see if that works? And guess what? The truck pulled right out of the mud. Imagine that. (laughs) So those are just the types of things that had happened in my life where something that I, an idea that I had was really, really great. I could feel it because I I could just feel that it would work, whatever it was, just like with putting my pants on the dog's cage. I've never been told that. I've never had a high maintenance dog. I've always had lots of cats. And the one dog I had was so ridiculously easy. He was so easy to train. That dog never turned his head up at anything. I mean, he was just so incredibly easy And this guy was a little bit more tricky to train, and it just was an idea that came to me. And I thought, well, I have kids, and I would often give them something of mine or just hold them really close so they could smell me if they were ever ever upset, and it worked. So why wouldn't it work with a pup? And the same thing with the putting the sticks under the tires of the Jeep. I wasn't taught that. I'm not the one with all the four-wheelers out there with tons of experience, but it just made sense to me. It was logical, and it felt right. The reason why I'm going into detail about how it feels and how it comes to us is because that's super important to recognize when your inner genius is speaking to you. You know things, sisters and brothers. You know what's going to work because you can feel it, but other people around you are ignoring it. And when those other people are ignoring that around us or deeming our voice insignificant or not important then we tend to think what we have to say isn't important because we're not getting the instant validation of way to go girl or that's awesome or you're so smart or I love that you did that. Which by the way, 
little side note here is it made me a better parent because when my kids came up with ideas, I didn't immediately ignore that. I listen really hard about what they're saying because I know now that the most awesome knowledge and genius can come out of anybody. It doesn't have to come out of a grown adult. It can come out of a child. And sometimes when my kids say stuff to, stuff to me, I would think, wow, that's a really great idea. And I would tell them, thank you for that awesome idea because I want them to learn to trust themselves. Now, sometimes the idea wouldn't work because they are children and they don't know all the many facets of the situation that's involved. So I would say stuff to them like, that is a really great idea. But here's what we're looking at. And I would give them another scenario or add something in as why that wouldn't work. But I would validate their idea first. And I'm always open, and I hope you are too, to when you bring an idea to the table and somebody goes, "Mm, gosh, yeah, I see that, and here's X, Y, Z variables in this equation that you might not have known. Well, at least they're honoring what you're saying, and it's okay that that didn't work because there is other variables involved that sometimes we're not aware of. But if we've had enough where people have shut us down, where people have ignored us, like I've had a lot of experiences in my life that were like that. Not all. I'm not, I'm not crying a river here. I'm not having a pity party. Just saying that some of the experiences I had in my life, and it was quite a bit in many different areas where I just wasn't heard and validated for what I was saying. So the need to be liked, the need to be approved of, the need to have other people validate us will stop us. And that's one, just one reason why we begin to lose our voice as we grow older because if it hasn't been validated we don't think it's valuable in fact it can work against us and we can feel stupid or wrong it can even be worse than that that anytime you have an idea someone does tell you it's stupid or wrong and we become you know we're very impressionable beings in this world we go a lot by how we feel and if that feels bad we want to avoid it in the future So what I'm hoping that you guys gain from this today is that you can't be attached to other people's agreements or approval when you share your inner genius. It's only important that you know. In the empowerment path, we need to learn to trust ourselves. If it looks bad, if it feels bad, it must be bad. We need to get away from something. If we have a great great idea and it's resonating in our soul, we feel like a light bulb went off or, or a sort of ringing true happened, then follow it. It's up to you to trust it. There's been several times in my life that trusting my inner genius actually saved me from potential harm. I won't go into all situations because it would make this episode extremely long, But there's just times when I was a kid and something didn't feel safe to me and I would speak up and people were like, no, 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 and they were trying to discount it. And when it came to that physical safety type of situation, I will tell you, I wasn't easily backed down, no matter if they agreed or not. Thankfully, I I was courageous enough to say, you know what, you guys can do that, but I'm doing this and I'm going this other directions. And there's many times that that panned out for me. But sometimes when it's something that just comes out of the air, it's just out of the blue, but we can feel it like that and people discount us, we tend to shut down and not to speak up again. So I want to invite you, encourage you to really start to trust your inner genius. If you know something works 
And that same feeling that arises in you about that particular subject, if you've recognized that same feeling from past experiences where you had that same feeling and you were shut down and your idea proved to be the one that worked or would have worked if it was implemented, start to recognize that feeling inside of yourself. Recognize that feeling inside of your body and know that only you need to trust you. I understand we can't always do this in all circumstances, sometimes in a workplace, you know, who knows? There's all kinds of circumstances that we may not be able to implement this knowledge because someone might trump us. Maybe there's a superior that, you know, our, our voice really isn't valued in that type of situation. But if at all you can, and even if you're, it is not used, your idea or your inner genius thought is not used, you can still say to yourself, see, that would have worked. Do you see what I'm saying, you guys? Start to build up that trust in faith in your own inner genius. The second thing I really hope you guys are walking away with from this episode is by learning to trust yourself is where we're going to expand in our empowerment. It's really important that we get to know who we are, part of the spiritual path, becoming strong in our life, not strong in an aggressive way, strong in a grounded, rooted, center type of way, is to truly know who we are and to know how spirit works with us, where we are smart, where we know a lot, and in that area, being willing to speak up about that thing and following your inner truth, your inner genius, even if other people are pushing against you or ignoring you or devaluing you, it's time to trust yourself and tap back into what you always knew was there but got thwarted and pushed out along the way. And also, be open to other people's inner genius. Be open to discussions, talking about things back and forth, letting another person bring in their ideas because no, sometimes we aren't the genius in the situation. Sometimes it's somebody else. But this is how we create peace in our life. It's by working cohesively and as a team with those around us and bringing valuable points to the table, but also being willing to accept when somebody else's idea is better than ours. Like, you know, what? I think that's going to work even better than what I had planned. All right, everybody, I'm going to wrap this up. And thank you so much for listening. Until next time, always remember, you are extremely valuable and you matter. If you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to subscribe and share. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, you can give a big thanks by leaving a five-star rating and review. If you'd like some private one-on-one coaching with me, visit sweetempowerment.com, click the work with me tab and follow the prompts. Thanks for listening, everyone. Now go love yourself. Wow.